0: This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and today I'm excited to speak with Molly Gamble, Vice President of Editorial at Becker's Healthcare, who keeps us updated regularly on healthcare trends she's keeping an eye on. Molly, thank you as always for joining me today. Why don't you take it away and tell us about some of the things that you're seeing out there? Yeah, thanks for having me back, Chanel. We've reported on some hospital closures or what appear to be looming closures this week, and I thought I would start here. And before I dive into the details of those incidents, you know, two things strike me as newsworthy about this cluster of closures we've been seeing for about the past month. You know, one is that these are facilities within health systems in question here. So these are not standalone or rural hospitals, which marks a bit of a shift. We've seen a cluster of closures, like I said, this past month month or so that really come under the umbrella of health systems, especially those that are mid-sized. The other newsworthy element is both of these incidents, I think, as I share the details, will show you a real big lack of alignment between hospitals or health systems and then local officials or even congressional lawmakers. And at Becker's, when we report on closures, we've seen this time and time again, this cycle where hospitals advocate for reimbursement adjustments, interventions, financial aid, or their pleas tend to go unanswered, Um, and then as facilities near closure or financial conditions worsen, lawmakers then express surprise or then try to intervene when things have really gotten to a, a much larger point of escalation. And it's a cycle we've seen time and time again that just shows some really disjointed communication. So the recent news events that highlight both of those trends, one is in the western region of Wisconsin. Here you've got the nonprofit health system, Hospital Sisters Health System, announced January 22nd. It will close two hospitals in the region, Sacred Heart Hospital in Eau Claire, and then St. Joseph's Hospital in Chippewa Falls. Those closures will occur near the end of Q1. It will also close nearly 20 health centers. It operates in the region with a multi-specialty group called Prevea Health. And these closures will terminate the nonprofit system's presence in western Wisconsin, so it'll completely pull out of that region, and it'll affect more than 1,400 jobs. So probably a day after the announcement, the mayor of Chippewa Falls said he was surprised by this news. He is now working with other local officials to try and contact other healthcare systems in the area to intervene here. And then in a a separate event from what you have playing out in Wisconsin, look to Massachusetts. At the level of U.S. Congress, you have Massachusetts lawmakers who this week requested an informational briefing with officials from Steward Healthcare. This comes after local reports of the health system undergoing some serious financial hardship. So Steward is based in Dallas. It has 33 hospitals in nine states, and nine of those hospitals are in Massachusetts. Earlier this month, the Boston Globe reported that Stewart is, quote, in such grave financial distress that it may be unable to continue operating some facilities, end quote. So now you've got Massachusetts lawmakers, two U.S. senators, all nine of its U.S. House representatives, asking Stewart to brief them. They want to be briefed on the financial position of the system, the status of its Massachusetts facilities. They also want to know about any plans that are in place if any facilities should close, and lawmakers are knowing that any closures that would take place would significantly limit access to critical care and services. So, you know, Chanel, that can be said of of most, if not every hospital closure. I've come to think over the years, I've reported on this, that there is no other closure like a hospital closure. Even if volumes are down in certain specialties or areas, these facilities house such critical services that once terminated, it affects the community ecosystem in such a significant way. Um, So we'll continue reporting on this. I, I think the disconnect there between what hospitals are asking for when they try to level up finances as an area of concern or need for intervention, those requests, like I said, we've seen them tend to go unacknowledged or unresponded to. And then when we do arrive at the point where things are near closure, it's interesting then the, the response you see from stakeholders. I'll end with a note. I, I It's a more positive note. It's, it's one out of Cleveland Clinic. We reported this week that Cleveland Clinic recorded nearly 14 million patient encounters in 2023. That is the highest count in its 102-year history. It also improved its operating margin. And kind of an interesting development here, Chanel, because as you've seen, like I said, in in some other pockets of the U.S., you see some trouble with volumes. Um, The Cleveland Clinic, to record the most patient visits ever, those encounters came through nearly 300 locations within the clinic. That's 23 hospitals. They have a presence outside of Cleveland in Florida, Las Vegas, Toronto, Abu Dhabi, and London. Um, Worth noting too, for listeners, Cleveland Clinic has expanded its services to patients by 55% since 2017. So I, I thought I'd share those stats. Just a reminder too, to our listeners that Dr. Tomislav Mihaljevic, will be speaking at the Becker's annual meeting coming up in April. He's president and CEO of Cleveland Clinic, and we're really looking forward to hearing from him directly about the year in review and then also what's ahead for this health system. Perfect. Well, Molly, thank you as always for keeping us updated on all of these important trends Thanks for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Chanel.